The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. And of course, I want to chat a little bit. I mean, it's so much information we're going to talk about. But we have uh, joining us, um, well, we're going to introduce you. We chat a little bit very quickly um, with this introduction. And no doubt I'll catch you after the news as well. You know that segment we know that we normally would do called Police and You? Well, it's back. And uh, this week, tonight, uh, this afternoon rather, we're going to be chatting with Corporal Dane Marie Marshall and, uh, yes, of the Trinidad and Tobago Police Service. And we're going to be talking about building trust and confidence, I believe, with, well, within the, somebody, well, the police. Trust and confidence in the police. Bridging that gap. Now, all you know, we feed body police. All right? But, ah, good afternoon, Corporal. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Good afternoon to your listening population. Well, I am happy. I, I miss my brethren. I'm going to say good afternoon to uh, ASP Ishmael Pitt. Been a while since we chatted. And of course, Sergeant JC Small, you know, wherever you stand, big you up, sir. Um, you are missed. But we have a lovely corporal here this afternoon. Thank you so much. Corporal, put on your handcuffs, my please. I ain't do nothing wrong. Put that way, them handcuffs from me that are watching here. All right. You Hopefully, don't need to worry about handcuffs. Yeah, I'm not in that. I will come willingly. With verbal persuasion, I'm sure you will. People actually do that, Corporal. It has actually come after you talk to them. This come in nice. I think some of us, some of us have that level of technique. I mean, not all times you, aggression is needed in relation to you doing your job as a police officer. Hmm. No longer trying to be a police. Since Adam was a boy, I can't get you. I talked to my partners, Paul. I ain't get a police badge yet. You know. And I, I mean, I want to, I want to sit on that side of the fence, man. I want to, I want to be able to experience all these things. That's one of the things I want to do. I've done so many things, uh, job-wise and career-wise in my life. That I think I will, I'll be willing to try that, you know. But afraid, boy, afraid if I come and only make my police, they go Muslim, but I can't talk about one boy. You understand? Uh, I can't say what I want to say. And you'll be the ambassador also. I'm sure you'll be able to. But that's the ac- that's the action, uh, the actual thing that they want. Uh, Sergeant was talking about, you know, becoming an ambassador there because of what I do. So, uh, Corporal, I want to welcome you to Freedom 106.5 FM. I hope you're not going to be a uh, stranger to us and we can probably chat with you from time to time on this segment known as Police and You, uh, a show geared towards bridging that gap, love the topic, and bestowing confidence between the citizenry and the Trinidad and Tobago police. I'll give you about a couple minutes to share some insight on this um, and your thoughts before we actually go into what strategies you all are employing to make this a reality. Excellent. And thank you for the opportunity. Again, good afternoon to the listening population. And yes, I am here to speak about how the Trinidad and Tobago police service is intending to engage the communities in relation to building public trust and confidence. Mm-hmm. And this, under the under the, the guidance of our commissioner, Mrs. Ila, here with Christopher, we are embarking on really implementing some of our strategic plans. Mm-hmm. One of them is really a community partnership. And one of the plugs in that would be us trying to use different mechanisms to build public trust and confidence. And we are just moving back where we have been learned through Sir Robert Peel. And Peel, his concept of policing is that the police are the public and mm-hmm. the public are the police. And I All think right. it's as a simple way to just indicate the importance of the, the relationship between police and the public when we move forward in relation to our crime fighting mm-hmm. and crime prevention. And... Uh, 
we recognize there has been a serious separation of the police and the public, and we want to be able to bridge that gap. Um, and I believe it would obviously engender some roles and responsibilities by both the police and, of course, the population at large. All right. I'm happy to know that you all are, are thinking about this and... Um, I have done extensive talks with Sergeant Small on the issue. Now, just to give you guys a little insight, this lady is not talking by guests. Uh, Corporal um, Dane Marie Marshall uh, was enlisted in Trantabigo Police Service back in the 1st of November. So this is actually an anniversary month. It is. It is. Happy anniversary to you. Thank you so much. It might be 16 days late, but still, happy anniversary. <laughs> yeah. It's never too late. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she came in in 2006 and has been trained by the U.S. State Department's, of course, the Royal Canadian Mountain Police. Big up, though. Hey, don't walk in my studio like that next time. Eh? Yeah. People are just walking here, you know. You know, you know. Yeah, just do what they want. Anyway, so, I mean, being trained by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, you're the second person that I've interacted with that I know did this. Uh, there was a guy by the name of Eric Thompson. He was the, he, he engineered uh, the Royal Bank security officers at one time. Uh, the asset police oh, nice. uh he was also from there um of course um on the ministry of public safety in the pr of china to name a few and you are the holder of a master's degree in business administration from the university of uh bedfordshire did i get that correct you did it you did perhaps i need to get a degree from there too and a master's degree in international and commercial law um, of course, uh, in Rusking University, uh, you're also a lecturer at the Police Academy in service programs and a media ambassador in the Trinidad and Tobago Police Service. Well, listen, I'm a colleague in the making, eh? Indeed. I just added energy out there, you know? May come in. So we are no <laughs> doubt chatting with service par excellence here, someone that is quite qualified in the field to really speak to us i can understand why the cop would have you as a media ambassador no doubt giving you permission to speak with us here in the media because of the accreditations that you hold the service that you have been doing and being a part of the police academy you have you would have been dealing with the intakes and the recruits uh probably lecturing to them welcoming them into the police service giving yes. them insight as to what is expected of them in terms of crime yes. fighting and all these different things yeah of course, yes, of course. So one day maybe... So I operated mm -hmm. both um, between 2010 and 2013, I operated as a lecturer in the induction program. Mm -hmm. And from 2013 to present, I lecture... Actually, I just finished a lecture today on human trafficking. Um, so that I continue to lecture, notwithstanding I operate um, in a different aspect of the Trans-Abaco Police Service. Wow, so we wouldn't catch... Uh, see your lovely smile on our RT. On a, on a on a road uh, exercise out there why not really that's community engagement uh, i'll be uh, trying to build public trust and confidence you see that was a trick question i was waiting for to say no 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 no. i am above that now i am up but you know i love it i love it i love the humility i love the humility do you think it is actually possible for us to really bridge that gap and build um regain trust with the police and uh, and of course our citizenry of course definitely and there have been implementation of many programs. I mean, I could speak of a few programs, but one that we know um, for many years is the police clubs. And mm -hmm. I heard you talk about JC Small, and that is, to me, one of the most crucial aspects of bridging that gap. Well, JC Small is I mean, police youth club himself, you know, the ID youth club guy. That's right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the police youth club and the concepts of the youth club fall smack in, 
in the center of government's whole concept of a long-term sustainable nation. All right, pause there. So if we... I don't mean to cut you, but I want to take this call and then take that break. And because I want us to talk about the, susta the sustainability um, of police and the citizenry merging, really giving information. Yes. I want to talk about that. And, you know, so let's take a minute there because I, w I don't want you to start the conversation and we had to cut you. Good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon. Um, welcome to you and your guests. Thanks for bringing like, your guests on this for this a new program. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to find out. From her perspective, oh, well, not really how, but why are we allowing some officers to communicate, um, I would say, negative connotations about the police force? In the sense that, you know, recently we have, pulled, we, have, we have had some seizures of things and not people, and the people don't trust that. That is not something they trust. And then the, defending that on public TV is... Yeah. abhorrent to, to put it in, in a nice way and then uh, you know somebody getting killed outside of a police station and saying as the government road uh, abhorrent is not even the, the right word you know it's absurd and, and bizarre that a police officer would say that right outside a police station all right it's, it's something to apologize for it's something to really be regretful for not to say that is the government road please stop it please stop mm. it thank you very much that was very unfortunate we just take a quick break and then we'll be back. Okay, Corporal? Thank you. Once again, good afternoon, Trinidad and Tobago. Welcome back to Freedom 106.5 FM, eight minutes after the hour, five o'clock. Good afternoon to you guys. We're in the third and final hour here on Freedom 106.5 on the Overdrive, and we are chatting with Corporal Marie, is it? Yes, Corporal Dean. Is it Zane? Dane Marie, Zane or Dean? Dane Marie. Because I see him something. Okay, Dean. That's my daughter. She took over my Google. You know how it goes. Hey, hey. She knows <laughs> that police or what? You gave her permission? She just got... That is last in you know, you, She could get the handcuffs? <laughs> nah. She had permission. She had permission. <laughs> All right. Good afternoon to the Corporal's daughter, wherever you are. I know you're hearing mommy's... Well, yeah, you know, mommy, she proud of you. Mommy's a, mommy's a media ambassador for the Toronto Bigger Police Service. So, this is not the first tent with mommy on the radio. All right. So, mommy, dearest, uh, Corporal, if you might, let's talk about the sustainabilities, uh, sustainability effort by the TTPS to regain that of the public trust. Now, recently, there was uh, that shooting that the caller in, um, or the messenger coming from Bar uh, Belmont Police Station. I mean, people are messaging me and saying that David had to be somebody given in, in information, how they would know that the man is coming out at that point in time. And one can speculate. Um, one said, well, he didn't get shot inside the station, he got on the public road, but it's in front of the... Criminals are getting brass face and brazen. If you can come feet away from the entrance of a police station and commit a murder, is it that they do have any respect for you, I, you guys anymore? And again, this is why we need to really strongly embark on that community engagement. Because, as said before, mm -hmm. the police, the public is the police and the police is the public, right? Um, but in an effort also in a situation like that, we would want that once anybody has any information, um, they should communicate with our units that treat with issues like that. And that, again, is another component that really engenders the whole concept of building that public trust and confidence 
So the Transit Vehicle Police Service, we have within body you know, in the service, the Professional Standards Bureau and the Police Complaints Division. And in instances where civilians, I mean, and citizens at large have information in relation to something that in relation to a police officer, it is these are the, the areas that you could comfortably come and make a report. And it is in keeping with our whole concept of that community engagement and partnership and trust and confidence in the service and what the service provides to you, the citizens of Trinidad and Tobago. I couldn't have said it better myself. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Davy. Good afternoon. Davy, and good afternoon to the erudite corporal who you have in studio there with you and speaking about trust in the police service. Mm -hmm. Madam, I want to tell you, if you want trust in the police service, the first thing you need to do is to get the, the head of the second division to go on a verbal diet. And the reason for it is simply this. I don't understand how a police officer sworn to uphold the law could oppose polygraph testing. That is a serious indictment. Why would you oppose it? In my view, madam, nobody's father died and left a will that there should be a police officer. If you cannot be a police officer, you can become a doctor. You can become an attorney at law. You can become an astronaut. But if it is that you cannot pass a polygraph test, one about integrity, then to be honest with you, you really and truly have no right being a police officer. That is my view. Secondly, let me say this to you. The police service needs to advocate for the development of an educational facility where police officers are on constant training in relation to crime detection, in relation to also becoming attorneys at law and all of that. A school that they could all be going to from time to time, the constant training, upgrading their skills, that is imperative. And the other thing I want to make very, very clear is that persons who do not, who do not conform to what it is like to be a police officer, then we should find a way more or less of, you know, allowing them to come out properly with a good severance and all of that and allow to the, the, the redevelopment of the individual, whether they want to go and study law, they want to become a farmer, do it, right? But when the police service knock on your door, you should feel confident that this is an officer who I can talk to. Police officers must be polygraphed at the will and the fancy of their superiors. That is my view. I'll listen to your comments. All right. Thank you very much. Um, uh, so, I allow... Uh -huh, go ahead. Okay. To answer the question of the caller in relation to the polygraph testing, presently, in the Transitable Police Service, once an officer so desires to enter into the realm of a specialist unit, there that requirement exists. I have been polygraphed many times as a police officer, having operated in specialist sections. Interesting. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yes. So the integrity in public life um, act that is being bandied about in relation to that. And if you really read it, it really speaks specifically to somebody wanting to go into a specific course of specialist um, work. Right? So uh, I am confused as to who's the second division officer that he's speaking of, but I, I think I would want to think is probably Mr. Dixon. I'm not certain because I have not heard any of his comments. And secondly, the second point, we in Transvego Police Service, we have the police academy. That thing that we call the police barracks mm -hmm. is now an academy accredited by the Accreditation Board of Trinidad and Tobago. So we have diploma programs coming out of the academy. In fact, as I indicated to you earlier, I lectured today 
on a two-day lecture in relation to what would be a diploma in how do we operate as to, to, to train our detectives. Because we understand that the course of crime is changing and we need to also train our detectives mm -hmm. to understand the new techniques in which criminals operate under. And we have situations, just as the gentleman described, but I don't think there's anything for a farmer, but there are situations where when persons are into another phase of their life in terms of leaving the service, that they are afforded the opportunity to get an um, a associate degree in any of the institutions under the government of Trinidad and Tobago. That is so excellent. These programs, these programs are here and operating between the Trinidad and Tobago Police Service. And I think this is part of our engagement with the population for them for they to be to understand exactly what we have existed because I think for the lack of communication, the populace does not know. I listen, right? you have made me very proud this afternoon to have you on the program that you can talk to one about the fact that you took the polygraph several times and you identify why it was necessary. And uh, outside of that, you spoke about the different programs where one can get an associate degree uh, when they choose to vacate the police service and move on to another yeah. phase in their life. Of course, 6273223 and 6252257. We want to hear from you guys in a very respectable manner as well. Huh? Let us be very cognizant of that. Uh, why do I say that? It's because it's all about building that gap. And I believe that the man on the ground, I always advocate for you guys, you need to tell your story. I, I am not looking for the complaints against officers but if you have an idea or thought as to what the goodly officers can do that you can employ uh, to assist you with gaining trust that's the direction and the narrative i'd like to have from my callers this afternoon hello good afternoon a pleasant good afternoon davy a pleasant good afternoon to your guests and she sounds as though she understands uh, policing and she understands her duty and i want to commend her for that Hmm. She has done well. The only my question on her is that why is she still a corporal? But okay. <laughs> well, maybe that's a question for the organization. That yeah, yeah. That that above that above our pay grade, boy. We 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 hope the COP listening and she might say, hmm, you know, that's a good question, and call her in tomorrow morning and let her know. Hey, look, here's your instruments of, and skip. She, do, do her like how you know she's song is so intelligent. You know, it's like a child in standard three and a mushroom in standard five. Yeah, straight, straight khaki. No if, comment, if no only next that could be, If only that could be the case. And I do you that problems, you know? <laughs> it could be a landslide of problems in the police service, you know? I'm here this afternoon to speak to you and everyone else in relation to how we could solve problems and we want to create problems here this afternoon. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what wrong with the, he just <laughs> mama guy in himself, man. You see, and I love the way he brought it to you. And the reason why he brought it here is because of the articulate way in which you're conducting the interview this afternoon, your mannerism, your intelligence, uh, the background that you hold when it comes to uh, tertiary education. It is warranting of you being at a higher rank. And I always believe that the higher you go is the more... I, I think at this level, you are reaching people more. Your responsibilities yes. uh, for, for, for human um, resources is, is not, that's not on you as an ASP responsible by whole division. You have your area and you can function in various capacities and, yes. you know, help persons as it were, for want of a better term. I think the higher you go, it's more complicated things get for you. Um, where to get onto you is even more difficult because you are always in a meeting, you're here. I, that's my belief. Today, 
I was at the Trinidad Hilton doing a broadcast. <laughs> Somebody came to the line where we were having lunch. And uh, my superior was there. And something he said to me, and I said, they see, that's the reason why I don't want your job. And other persons in the line laughed. They're like, why? I said, I like to blame somebody. If the mic is working, it's not my, I don't fix the mic. <laughs> call the corporal. She's supposed to be dealing with that. <laughs> you understand? But when I'm in that position, they're calling me. My phone ringing off the hook. I had to be a problem solver. Right. You know, so, I mean, yeah. it's, it's understandable. So, I wanted to keep the narrative on the conversation this afternoon, one where... We are looking at recommendations. I believe the time has come where we have to foster a good relationship with the police. It has been so many years where people complain about the police service. We have officers who did not recognize that they are a customer service representative of the ah. government as opposed to a bully or a tyrant or a lawmaker. You know, you are a customer service representative. And I'll always remember, Corporal, I got a ticket some years ago. Um, I was approaching a red, a, a light, the, the traffic light, and it went from green to amber. But I was close. And as I reached the end to cross, it switched to red. Mm -hmm. The officers put on siren, come behind me. They say, I break the red light. I say, sir, I, I did not break the red light. But here, what happened with that officer? He says, well... I said, so you want me to mash an instant break and, and run the risk of somebody hitting me from behind and cause an accident, more pileup, as opposed to going through safely. But he said, I broke the light. But it's the way he spoke to me. Good afternoon, sir. Do you know why I, my name is Corporal uh, um, w, uh, PC so, 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 so? This is my ID number. This is my, my, my badge. And do you, under, do you know the reason why we stopped you? This is how the man is speaking to me, you know. And I'm like... And I'm sure it's happened. I don't like, no. Well, he said, well, we, we observe that you would have gone through the red light. And we wanted to know why you would have done something like that. You could have, and then he, he said, well, unfortunately, because of the circumstances, I would have to issue you with a fixed penalty notice. You know, may I see your documents, please? He didn't say, can I? He said, may I? I was like, wow. I gave him, he said, thank you. Give me, give me a minute. And then he came back. He said, you know. I know, understand how the times could be here, but however, with this infraction, I, I'm, please be advised that you can pay this at so and so and so, all right? Continue on your journey, sir, and please be a little more safe when you're driving. I tell the police Definitely. thanks and took my ticket. There was no. And I'm saying, and I'm saying to you that the Trans-Tobago Police Service has really engaged in course of customer service training in our officers, and I'm so very happy to hear that you experienced. Yes something out of that training yes i did definitely i told and sergeant small with the whole pride aspect we we are here to protect and serve with pride and with that pride is professionalism respect integrity dignity and excellence and you was able to be an a, re a recipient of such yeah recipient of, of I, that. I was i i i tell the officer thank you very much and took my ticket i think i paid yes I think so. I hope you did. <laughs> of course, of course. I couldn't be here if I didn't. I pay my ticket, you know. And the thing about it is, it's we, we, we have had so many years of police uh, not, somebody say you're too loyal, you didn't pay the ticket. <laughs> the text is not easy, you know. Hello, good afternoon, good afternoon, welcome. Cole, are you there? Yeah, David. Uh huh. Yeah, boy. Yesterday, I crossed the crew up there. Uh. You know, by the light day, I wanted a map today pack up the, like, like like a train. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to pass in front of them. 
a pass in his back of them. But anyone that a, a police jeep coming down. So, well, me time I turn back to, I see them. But if you see all them men start get on with me, why? Kind of disrespect, kind of disrespectful way, but me accost them, and he tell them nothing. And mm-hmm. see what, officer, is cross across the little man. Not as they are thinking, but the man, man, I don't try to think me, boy. I understand. I'm young police, uh, yeah, in it, a jeep. I'm not as they they going on any mission or nothing. Them oh. just lining, coasting and, and watching people. What they tell the people and them by the, the, the maxi and them. You understand? All they're supposed to park the people crossing right there. You understand? Plenty of people that be crossing there. Like in the young, by, by um, the lights there. All right. By incorruptly, with all them maxi and all of them. I know the, I know the spot. I know the spot. I want to thank you. you them men and them to talk to me, boy. All right. I'm glad. Hold on, hold on. I'm happy that you shared this story. Thank you very much. And I want the officer to, as she listened to this story, this is what we're talking about, you know, and this is the reason why we have this program. It's not for the officer, for the corporal to respond to what you said, but I believe we can use what you said in a positive way to figure out how do we break that cycle and get the public and the officers to trust each other once again. And in order for us to really commence in having these kind of conversations, and this this is a forum nonetheless, and I want to applaud you for it, but there's a, a total engagement that is taking place via town meetings, and you find that the population, the citizens are able to stand and speak to senior officers, know them, communicate with them, and, and have suggestions of feedback in time to come. And this, for me, is another way that we could really start to build that trust and confidence that is that is needed for us to press forward for for inclusiveness inclusiveness of the police inclusiveness of the population for us to fight this stage at this crime the thing about it is with you uh with with the police uh okay my phone lines are ringing good afternoon good afternoon davy davy my opinion right now of the police service one it's a make work scheme Number two, the bar is too low to enter the police service. To enter the police service, minimum three levels, psychology, no. level law. That's not true. That's not no, true. No, no, no. Listen, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, to enter, you should at least have a level law, sociology, psychology. I could train maths with that to a level. Then, to top it off, to see if you really need to be in police and as you enter you should be given a three-year contract in that way we are creating a self-weeding garden at the end of three years we evaluate you if the evaluation shows that you could continue to be a police you continue if not you are asked to leave mm. in that way we are going to have a better police service People who really want to be police and dedicated to policing, they wouldn't mind the three-year contract. They would move for another three, another three. At the end of your 20 or your 30 with all these contracts, you'll be given your gratuity. But these things have to be implemented. The way things are now... All right. Thank you. Not much. Thank right. you. Now, Corporal, 
I would imagine that the entry level to get in there with the accreditations will be higher than what he just said. But of course, um, it is at this time five levels. But I will say to you, Davy, we have we've had trainees, tra batches of trainees within the recent past, within the last five years that hold first degrees in psychology, in law, in management. We have in service officers like myself that hold two master's degrees, three master's degrees. We have a huge influx of attorneys that operate within the Trinidad and Tobago Police Service. So I am saying that not we there's a requirement in terms of qualification because what the caller would understand once the qualification goes up, the salary must go up too. Agreed. And I was that was one of the points I was getting to. And here's why I want to somewhat be thankful that the qualification to enter is not too high. I know of two young men that at one time in their lives could have ended up spiraling down a criminal um, road, a criminal path, so to speak. These two young men, they are not educated in terms of academic qualifications. These two young men could play football. They were very... Oh, so they, they, they entered through the special reserve program. They went through and started playing football in the area and was discovered more or less. And, you know, one fellow said, come and play for the team. And they sub on, on the football, on the, the Trans-Bago Police Service um, football uh, club. And they got disciplined there. They were able to be model citizens within that club playing the sport and then got an induction into the police service. I do not have a problem with that because yes. had the police be rigid with what you need to enter, these two individuals will have never been given the opportunity. And let us be real. While it is, book sense is necessary for a lot of things. It opens the doors common sense is what gets the job done yeah. and david that is a perfect example of how the police was able to engage a whole community by those two men yes they live in the community and every time i see the those two, those two officers you may know them i could probably whatsapp you after and tell you who they are you probably know them their names are popular yeah, but footballers, yes. brothers, East Trinidad. that's correct you know who are talking about so they're, over the weekend. they're like they're, they're my neighbors Matter of fact, one That's of their brothers work for me. They're like neighbors. They're like my neighbors. And, the th and you know them very... So understand where I'm coming from with this. And the younger brother, the shorter one who now, little Stucky, that was the most miserable yes. one. He was real. Yes. That was the miserable one. That was the guy. I mean, oh, God, boy. That boy was miserable growing up. But the thing about it is he's a model citizen and an excellent police officer. He is Definitely. doing... He and his brother, they are doing well. And the thing about it is I am happy that that last caller, uh, the, the, it, it, it fell on deaf ears with certain things that they did not make it too difficult to help individuals like that from a community prospect. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because as you may well know, we have the trans Police Service regular intake. Yes. And we have the special reserve intake. And we find that most of our special reserve officers are officers who played sports communities. Some of them were born out of the police club system. So we are able to now entrap them. And of course, in that again is in keeping with government's drive for sustainability for our future. Yes. Because once we're able to trap our youth at this particular point in time, 
we will now see reduction in crime moving forward. And that's the point. Because we would we will now have engaged them in a way that they are now right thinking citizens of Trinidad and Tobago. And by that notion, they would impart that to others. People would look up, wait now, he's a police? Well, now nah, I had a, and you know they they, they earning a salary, they able to drive a nice car, and people would want to do that, yes. recognizing that you yes. know what I have a talent too. Maybe I could try my hand because I've been real. Everybody don't have the ability. I mean, we have the brain, but not everybody have that. I believe could be academically qualified. You know, everybody can be a yes. nurse or a doctor. It, yes. it, it other people yes. do really announcing like myself. You understand? Hello, good afternoon. David, I'm joining the conversation for the evening. Now, let me just say this to you. Eh? Positive, are you? In a way, I was disappointed when the police service decided that you must have five O-levels in order to enter. Mm -hmm. There was a time when you needed just a school even certificate. Yes. And perhaps the equivalent of that could be somebody who reaches Form 3 at, at secondary school or something like that. Because mm -hmm. we don't have school even anymore. Let no. me give you an example. Both Wade Head and myself went to the same primary school, the Orange Field Hindu School. He was about four standards or something that above, right? Mm -hmm. But Wade Head entered the police service with a school even for the kid. Mm -hmm. But he was an ambitious individual. Mm -hmm. And he understood that if he needed to get further, he needed to get more academic qualification. And was able and, to work at it. And he came out of the service. As an attorney at law. Look at because that. Because he studied while he was there, he got his O levels, A levels, and moved on to university and all of that. So that, in my view, you know, being a police officer, in my view, should be a calling. It should be a passion that you have. Yes. And and it should not be some kind of thing that that relegates you. That say, look, if you can't make five, if you didn't have, if you wasn't fortunate enough to get five O levels, you can't get in because somebody who has an ambition and a drive, when they get inside of there. They have a salary coming. They're going to find a night class. They're going to do better with themselves. So I, I, I really and truly disappointed that you said five O levels because there are some people who didn't make it because of one reason or the other, and they may have a passion to be a police officer. Listen to your comments. Thank you very much, and I want to make a point there. Somebody said good afternoon to you and your guest, Mr. Davy. The initiative of the com police commissioner is to bridge the uh, proverbial gap between the police and public through the concept of community engagement as one of the four pillars is quite commendable. However, how can one feel comfortable to relate sensitive information in the presence and, and hearing of everyone present in the open confines of the reception area of a police station? John Public is very concerned about the layout, the openness of the reception area and the nonchalant attitude of some officers. All right? So, I hear that texter. And before I lose my, my trend of thought, Corporal, I have a good friend that is now a, a, a sergeant with some ropes. I don't know. He high up in the Toronto Tobago Defense Force. Did not come out with passes when he left school. Couldn't study. It was not his thing. He said to me when he joined the, 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 the Toronto Tobago Defense Force as a private, and he was going for his Lance Corporal, which is the one stripe thing, right? He said, I have to study harder and longer in preparation for the exams to do this because yes. I, I know my limits and I can't do it. So it takes me longer to learn the work and get it done. That man would have moved from, from Lance Corporal to Full Corporal to Sergeant. And the, I think he's just one under the under officer stage in the army where he's responsible for platoon. He have he have men under under his uh his purview that he that human resources that he's now looking over. 
Now, we could, right. we could say in local parlance, but he was a dunce bat in school, where he could tell me. But as that last caller said, because of the opportunity that was presented and he was given a chance, he yes. made use of it. And Definitely. that is what I love about, about uh, the, national, the, uh, the national security arms when it comes to the Coast Guard, the police. Don't make it too regiment to get people in. We understand you're looking for the book sense people, you know. But you see the men who come in there with common sense, boy? Like those two guys we talk about? They will make fine. Yes. They understand what is happening because they come from the trenches as opposed to getting this degree and you walk in the police service and you in a khaki one time. You never even pass through as a, as a constable. Because your accolades so up there, you just walk straight into that position. So you don't understand the trenches. You don't know the struggle that the officer's going through who is under your purview. You don't know. Okay, you never been there. And I think that the Transfigo police understand the importance of going back in the trenches. And you see that with how we operate with the Grace Project. Yes. I don't know if you recognize yes. what is happening with the Grace Project, the Grand Reduction and Community Empowerment Project. And that's really a community-oriented police aspect. And you, you meet in with the people. So mm -hmm. the police is not waiting for the, the people to come to us, but we go into them. And this is really a, man a matter of enhancing that community engagement. And the focus on that is to prevent youth involvement in gangs. Them and that's all moving in the direction of what occurred outside of Belmont Police Station the other night. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And it's a focused deterrent and it's an intervention tactic that the Transobago Police Service is really looking at seriously. Because we believe once we get this off the ground, we will have a reduction in gang leaders. The thing about it is, I do not expect when we do, and I want to re-invite you, I want you to come back here and let's talk again next week if Sergeant Small uh, is available, he can join us as well. I want us to continue this. Because the thing about it is, my question to you is, when you get into these communities, people are often worried about talking to you guys, not just giving information, you know, but being seen in the area as a snitch. How do you get right. them to come to you guys when you are doing your walkthrough in a peaceful manner and not be, uh, not, not come across as intimidating? Mm -hmm. Because I know you're, you're, it, it, it's not like... The best people to go to the communities is the people who are in the communities. And we would, and gone are the days where we don't have a police officer that came out, come out to beat them or see lots. We have police officers operating those those high-risk communities. So we now have to engage them in a particular way. And the community policing section have developed many ways, techniques. And, I, and I'm telling you, with the youth clubs and the youth club cadets, that's a new initiative that's coming out of the youth Brilliant. Clubs. Excellent. Um, they were used quite recently in an intersessional conference that the Police Social Welfare Association mm -hmm. had here in Trinidad and Tobago. And it was a pride moment for our commissioner observing our the young, the teenage aspects of the cadets operating in that in that vein. And I'm saying it is, is we we believe once we are able to attach officers who live in those communities and communicate in a in a salient way with their um neighbors we'll be able to do the necessary in terms of bridging that gap perfect good afternoon good afternoon davy mm -hmm. davy what you are saying here is very commendable it's warm it's fluffy and i'm deeply touched but i need evidence of good 
policing and trying to be good. Can you show me that, please? Thank you. Well, I'm happy that you, you raised the issue, and that's what this program is sorting to do. It's not just about showing you what is good policing, but we are giving you without pelting out too much information because I am very, I'm one that is very cognizant that all the information that you all have cannot be bestowed upon the public. We cannot always be in, in all your house knowing what all your next move will be. You know, so I, I appreciate the, 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 the matter of national security aspect of your crime fighting tactics. I don't expect you to roll out the red carpet and say, this is what we're going to do next. This is our move. This is this. I don't expect that. But I think what the, what the public needs at this time is to really see that presence of politeness, that pride in the police officers, where when they come out to yeah. engage the community, it's not to scare them. It's not to come out and bully the community, but it's to show. And I believe if we take little matters and can show the... And when I say little matters, maybe you might know of somebody who uh, um, have more than four marijuana trees in the back of the yard. I'm just giving an example. And we can report that. So that's illegal. You're supposed to have four. Yeah, you have, about, you have a whole acre. You have about ten. You know, that's against the law. We tell you something. The police... Yeah. Right. The police come and they address the matter. Yeah without mm -hmm. saying who gave it and then that that one person feels secure now because here it is i mean i saw them, this person have some young girls you know during school hours i just noticed some some school girls lying by this house you know and they don't they don't live there let me call the police easy come and check on this please the police come they realize that some seat some some men in there and that these interfere with these girls arrest was made pop they go it ties a natural yes. death that yes. is where I believe, Corporal, the, 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 the whole um, trust will start. Because I tell yes. the Corporal, this little matter, you know, I could feel safe now because I'm living in a crime-ridden area to tell a bigger, to tell of a, of a gun I, I saw hidden. Or this. Or I know this person committed this crime. And they can feel safer. So I don't know if you all have thought about it, but I believe it's like when you have bad credit and you go by courts, Forget the bad credit. You have no credit. You have none at all. You never take a loan. You none. They just tell you, hey, what? Buy a microwave. Microwave $1,000. Pay a $200 down. And for the next six months, pay $89 a week. And so, hence, this engagement now for the building of public trust and confidence. Yes. This is why we are doing what we are doing. This is, the, this is why it is, has become important. And I will continue to write, reiterate, the public is the police and the police is the public. Outs we cannot, uh -huh. we cannot do anything more than what we are informed of. And who best to inform us? John public. public. Two things. Um, let me take this call. I don't want to lose my trend of thought. Oh my gosh. Right. I have it. Hello. Good afternoon. Very quickly, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good afternoon, Coppola. One of the things I observe when the police officers are demoralized, I can quote for a young officer who's an SRP. He has masters just like that corporal who's there with him. Real hard working SRP. And not for nothing, that guy will be absorbed. And it is happening and it's demoralizing to plenty young young, young officers and plenty SRPs work hard. They mm. work real hard. They work harder than some of the DPS officers, I've been very honest. All right. There's an officer from the Eastern Division and this corporal probably know He's from B, so everything. 
a real hard working officer. If you check the case, you must hear more case than plenty mm. regular officers. All right. Uh, All right. Thank you for sharing. Something had to be done here. Thank you. And with that, I will allow you to respond to that. But I, I didn't hear the caller properly. He was concerned about the promotion aspect for special reserve officers. Yes, he says the guy is quite oh. qualified, and you know he would have had more cases in the courts, you know, arrests and whatever, and bringing people before the courts, and not for nothing, he would get induction, and he has been attempting to do that for many years. Um, I know that is not something you can. I don't know if you can speak on it, but I wanted to ask I, you. I mean, there are so many components to induction, more than just you having your five more levels. You must obviously have gone through a situation where you could pass a medical. You have to go to a situation where you could pass a physical. A so there are so many components. Is there psychometric um, testing as well? And there is psychometric testing and there is by law polygraph testing. Hey, hey. Eric, you hear that? That polygraph testing, boy. All right, I like so all your song. So you have to be polygraphed to, to come in the police service. Yes, you do. Well, all right. So there you have it. We've been we've been arguing about this for for weeks on this on this program. Polygraph testing and this, and here it is. You're saying you can't be polygraphed. So here's my question to you: As we still on the community policing before we depart of our conversation today, is there any other initiative that we that can be used other than sport? To engage youth within the community because most of the times it's the sport youth club it's the you know not everybody can play sports or are uh, or into sports so is there any so you may reach those who like sporting they like sports football swimming running whatever it is but then what about those that they're not good at the sports they don't fancy the sports is there any other initiative on a community level that the ttps can employ so as i indicated we have the police youth club cadets and that is focused on discipline. So within the cadets, you'll have situations of outdoor hiking and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Same and except we also have under the police um, netball team, we have a youth arm. We have a youth arm in relation to the police football. And you spoke about how they, your um, neighbors were indoctrinated. But we have situations where they can be indoctrinated earlier. Ah. Right? I have my, one of my, I have my godson play with the police team at 16. So we have all these initiatives, small initiatives that um, save us up outside of sports. Now, in the youth clubs, they're not necessarily all sporting. Great. There are situations where there is cooking, there is different aspects of training and learning within the youth club setting in itself. So um, JC Small could speak about that. He has. They would yeah. now have introduced particular things within um, their youth clubs so that they will, of course, attract and keep their youth coming to their today youth club i want you know, to play to i want to play something for you corporal and trinidad and tobago and i want you all to listen to this and i will tell you after why i played this take a listen to this and i'm glad that you're here this evening corporal i grew up in bonnet gardens first year and i never really had luxurious things i never had material things i never had food my father wasn't around, and there was a lot of negative influences around, but that didn't stop me from pushing towards singing. At the point my mother was alive, my mother was my greatest motivation before she passed. My mother passed away from pulmonary fibrosis, and she passed right in front of my eye. 
that was the greatest traumatic experience that I ever encountered, that I feel I will ever encounter, that hit me daily. That was my weekend. And from there on, everything started to go down. And I have been from institution to institution to institution, and I truly, I truly needed this intervention. I truly needed this program, the Mylat program, and Mylat has, Mylat has showed me that I have been surviving the wrong way, the way that I've been taught from the streets, and I now know that I don't have to survive, I can live in life and not survive. I don't have to fight everyone. Everyone is not fighting me. The Mylat program is a very good program. The Mylat program shouldn't just be recommended to a juvenile or a miss a misbehaving youth or a child in school that is that his behavior is not becoming of a young man. The Mylat program is not for children that misbehave or young adults that have no control. The Mylat program can help give you a firm foundation in life. Mylat is a good choice. My name is Olam Jones. And I'm from batch 2201, and that was my story. I truly believe that. Now, my pause raise, and all I heard the interview. And all you want to go and raise, do. All you hear what that man say, right? Yeah. All you would like to meet him? How many of my callers would like to meet this young man? Olun Jones from Phase 3 in Bornea Gardens. All you would like to meet him, and but you know, it is virtually impossible to meet that man face to face right now. Because he's now lying down on a slab at the Forensic Science Center in St. James. Because he was killed, gunned down in Bonnier Gardens less than 48 hours ago. You heard what he said. That was his testimony. But he's not alive today. Is it that he was involved in gang activity? I didn't get that. He is actually in the uniform. If you look at the video. And he's dead. That young man, teenager, going to the shop to buy a snack. Wasn't the intended target, as far as I found out. But he's dead today. So our youths a fallen victim to the crime scourge that is permeating our society daily. But he left a very lasting memory to me when he talked about the Mylad program and what was most interesting, he said it should not be for misguided youths, juvenile delinquents, or persons who are deemed to not be worthy of life, but it should be for everybody, giving them a firm foundation and opportunity to become a model citizen. He. His words should live on and should be an inspiration 
I will send it to you. In, well, you said you saw the interview. You saw it. And Corporal, things like this is what we need. Things like this is what we need. We need these type of interviews to be highlighted when you all go out there into the communities. Show them. And you know what? Many people didn't see that video, you know. But when you go out into the community and you meet some young men by the corner and they're saying, Miss, but well, we ain't getting no opportunities, the government ain't doing nothing. And you play the video, I want you to ask them, would you like to meet this young man? What do you think about this young man? And when they tell you, well, yeah, the man, I wonder what you're doing now. Let them know which cemetery is lying on in. And that could be you. That is the message I want to send to them. That is what I would love to see if I was a police officer on, on that community policing going out in those areas. That video, I would yeah. show it to them. And I want to ask them, and very nice, you want to meet him? Nice young man, you know. Look at what he did with his life. Look at what he's saying. You would like to meet him? And when they try to tell me yes, then I would give them the, the reality of what happened to that man. And look where all it is. One leader said, from some criminal enterprise says that if you all want to lime on the block and they pass on gun all your dung, we not, well, he used the word revenge, but he meant to say avenger. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He said, we not avenging all you. This is that gang leader suppo- uh, uh, alleged, I believe, because the video came up with so, so, so boss, speaking to the miscreants in his group, telling them, take all your time on the block because anything happened, don't expect we to come and avenge all your murder. We're not coming for that. Go in all the place. And I was taken aback when I saw that. I was taken aback. The Transabago Police Service, we understand what is happening out there. And again, only through community engagement, mm-hmm. we can really fight back. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And I, I, I like your, your concept of that approach. Because you see, sometimes the best approach is the open the open approach. The this is what is the story approach. This is the truth of the matter approach for young people. But again, um, we will continue to fight and communicate in a way with our communities that we would we, we'll best see fit. Uh, Agreed. In his interview, he talked about singing and... Um, I remember that we also have some engagement with our police band, community engagements, where you find that the band is moving throughout Trinidad and Tobago in different bandstands and really engaging the community and see that music can be on way out also. Brilliant. So we are looking at all concepts, all forums, all avenues, any direction in order to bring back Trinidad and Tobago in a place where the populace understands that crime is a serious thing and it doesn't be we all and and we all have to do what is necessary to ensure that our communities are safe again our mandate still remains the same making everywhere in Trinidad and Tobago a safe place somebody says here Mr. Davey uh, can your esteemed guests give us some comfort as to the reduction of the numbers of foot patrols in many communities secondly many officers patrol their in vehicles at a rapid pace uh, with their windows rolled up, how can the initiative, how can they, the initiative of community engagement be realized? And finally, Davy, tell this officer thank you for being a part of the show this evening. We truly benefited. Another one says, I understand what the corporal is trying to do, and I wish her all the best. Hope she makes some important impact, bridging the relationship between citizens and the TTPS. What a wonderful way to end our. 
discussion here this afternoon. Truly you appreciate know. that. Thank you so much, Trinidad Tobago, for listening in. And again, at the media ambassadors, through the guise of our commissioner, we will continue to engage the communities, engage, continue to engage the country on what are the plans and programs in Trinidad Tobago Police Service as we intend to make this space a safe place and build the trust and confidence with you and the Trinidad Tobago Police Service. Corporal, thank you so much. Beautiful lady, thank you so much for being here with us this afternoon. And I do look forward to chatting with thank you, you so again. Much for me. And I look forward to chatting with you again Indeed. in the not too distant future. Yes? Yes. Have a nice afternoon now. Be safe. Bye bye. And that's a wrap for me here on Freedom 106.5 FM. Another brilliant show, as uh, as always, a uh, very insightful one. No doubt I would have learned a lot. Uh, big up to the TTPS and the great work that they're doing through the media ambassadors, coming and giving us some wonderful insight as to what's happening, what we can expect of them in the near future with everything that they have to embark on and that they are going through. All right, so, guys, I must say love, 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 love to all and uh, 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 on each and every one of you and remember I will play that again you know, tomorrow because I think I think this is a very very uh, wonderful interview with this young man now he's dead the young man is dead but his words would be would be like that of Dexter Stewart Blacks the Black Stalin Lord Kitchener, a very melodic voice to the air. Somebody now messaged me and said, real sad what happened to him. Indeed so. Indeed so. Uh, a young man that would have, he didn't get involved. He moved from one program to the next and found my lot and decided, you know, this is it. I'm working. I am going to go through with this. Look at how he met his demise. Nobody said he was involved in criminal activities. When I checked his background, troubled youth nonetheless. But at a very early stage in his youthful life, he sought to make changes. He didn't reach until he committed vile acts and criminal and then lock up and then he come out of jail after 26 years and changing life. You know, the man recognized what was going on and realized that this program is not for the hardened criminals. It's not a program that is designed for the misguided youths alone. It is not a program that is designed for, for uh, juvenile delinquents or miscreants. It is a program for every. Take the opportunity before it's too late. That is his cry. Do not let the gangs and these other idiots grab you. Go here. You have a chance of survival here. That is his cry. He would have done well. He would have done well. Condolences to his family members. Every day I do this show, boy. Every day I do this show, I, uh, something happens and just puts me in a zone. Maybe this was my calling to be here in this position. I don't know. But I'm grateful to you listeners, texters, whatsappers and callers. Love at first sight is often cured by a second look. And I tell you this, once you fall in love with Davy Murray, you will never have to look again. Until the next one, when you miss me, I'm gone. <laughs>
The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5.